welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Good uh, morning. Here we are with a new uh, week, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, all that we're going to be part of this week, which is which will be the uh, aspect of discerning God's will. And we're in that middle of that series, and then you know we'll have a guest day, and we'll have uh, uh, good times and <laughs> end, end time end times Friday. Uh, which is going yeah, to that's which, turning out to be a lot of fun to which talk is, about, which right? is a lot of fun, and um, uh, we're so we're so we get so excited about all this that uh, uh, we have to watch. Uh, I have to watch the timing <laughs> because <laughs> you you and I could just go on on and we on and on and on. We keep talking, right? Uh, uh, it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, stop us. We're so enthusiastic about it. So uh, I'd love to share with you. Look forward to it as we uh, understand God's will, particularly, uh, and again. Uh, the aspect of it is he has one mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he says that uh, you can limit his ability to deliver it, as we read in you know Psalm 106. If you don't wait for my right. counsel, you aren't you aren't interested in hearing what I have to say, and you go off and do your own thing, uh, uh, so that he'll let you. Uh, God's will is by imitation, not by force, uh, and that. Um, he says nothing is too difficult for him. So as you know, as mm-hmm. we're as we're saying, uh, come and see, uh, finding truth in a world of chaos, uh, mm-hmm. and the world is chaotic. Uh, and if you look at chaos, uh, it's disorder, right? Um, and we all prefer order, <laughs> mm-hmm. predictability. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely, order brings stability. Predictability b- brings stability. Uh, and uh, for a long time, uh, and again, it's it's never been permanent. But you could live in in pockets of time that mm-hmm. were s- kind of predictable, right? Uh, all right, I know, I kind of know what's going to happen. And uh, particularly in America, uh, you know, by the time that you know that we're born and we're living, uh, economics is known pretty well. There's cycles. Pretty predictable, uh, actually. And we have a pretty good understanding as we go along as to what certain things happen will cause. Right. That's you right. Know. Yeah. Um, and we can see. We've gotten good uh, at that. Enough. Uh, now, because of um, the change in politics, uh, and I've seen this personally um, over the last, you know, 20, 25 years, uh, that. Uh, when I was a younger, uh, Linda and I were younger in our lifetime uh, as an executive mm-hmm. um, in a family. Um, there were things politically that, you know, are there opposite sides? Yes. Uh, were there two parties? Yes. Did those, did those parties have contrary uh, thoughts and ideas? Yes. But um, the two things that I... Uh, did understand and I got to see is that there was a a respect mm-hmm. uh, for each other um, and a uh, an honor to the process of you know I have a difference of opinion you have a difference of opinion let's sit down and and process it which by the way was the intention of the original founding fathers uh, when they set the whole thing up, uh, which was which I believe was inspired by God, because we've been blessed, right. you know, beyond measure, uh, and the greatest country on earth, greatest country in history, uh, is America, uh, and they set it up with uh, the three-legged stool, executive branch, mm-hmm. Congress, which is comprised of two parts: uh, Senate and, and, uh, uh, and the, the Congress House. and the House, uh, and then the judiciary, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the intention was that the uh, representatives uh, would 
reflect what the people wanted and propose law, propose uh, new new things to happen. The executive branch would uh, basically support it, uh, had the right to veto it, but it took a two, what's called a two-thirds majority back to the uh, Senate and House to over, override it. Mm-hmm. So if he even if he disagreed, it had to be an overwhelming majority uh, in the Congress that said, "Well, we don't agree with you. Still, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and vote you uh, vote it back in." Uh, right. And then judiciary was intended to um, interpret. Right. Uh, what those laws were, not make law, but to interpret law uh, based upon the Supreme Court, based upon mm-hmm. the um, uh, Constitution, uh, and this is what the law says. Um, and they and there wasn't uh, it, it, during my early uh, life as an executive and building a family, uh, there wasn't a thing called activism, where the mm. judiciary said, "Well, I don't really care what what the." Uh, con- uh, constitution says I'm going to just make my own law, and then of course, right. it, of course, it gets processed through, and then it, uh, things change. But uh, when I was there, there was this uh, respect uh, that uh, let's 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 see if we can get together. And there truly was a uh, what I call an independence, mm-hmm. so that um, if I'm a Republican in a certain district or state. Um, and I had my constituents in the way that I thought and voted, I could vote that. Right. Um, and I wasn't punished for that. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, the example that, that we have, uh, uh, it's just one of them, and, and it works on both sides of it. But um, when Ronald Reagan was uh, elected president, um, a lot of the things that he got done was because what's called the Reagan Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were primarily uh, would be southeast, south and southeast that, well, actually, even though they're Democratic and they have a different perspective, what he's proposing, I actually like that. So right. I'm, I'm going to vote for that. I'm going to support that. And there was this freedom uh, with a not with mm-hmm. a with a respect on both sides of the aisle. Right. Uh, of, you know, hey, let's get together. Let's see if we can work this out for the betterment of the country. Well, um, there's two things that happened, um, and I got to be in Washington, um, actually sat in uh, the Senate. Um, in, in, what in a the, great opportunity. At, at the actual desk in the Senate, um, and we were being led by Steve Largent, mm-hmm. who used to be a, a Seattle Seahawk, a uh, very famous uh, football player who got elected. Okay. Elected through and a, when was this? Uh, this was back in the... Uh, uh, 90s. Okay. Uh, and um, he was now a congressman, senator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he brought us into the House, and there was a group probably of 15 to 20. Linda got to go, too. Uh, <laughs> I bet that was great. Uh, I got I to tell this story. Um, so we're, we're uh, this is while I get to be in this in the House that Linda got to be into. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Actually, sorry, it was after um, it was after nine eleven. So this is in the two thousands. Um, oh wow! Okay. Uh, so, um, do you remember at nine eleven, George Bush uh, Jr. was president? Right. Okay. Well, his uh, attorney general was John Ashcroft. Do you, okay. Do you, do you know him at all? Do you remember him at all? I don't remember okay, a whole well, lot. I was in the thick of little bitty babies. At okay, that point. so he he's a he's a uh, uh, a uh, he was an attorney general from Missouri, very very okay. conservative, and he's the one uh, that uh, established some of the uh, uh, positive rules that happened because of nine eleven. And and okay. he he said, okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna do these things. So he did it. So uh, now uh, he's gone. Um, and he joins us, uh, at this time with the Senate and takes us, (laughs) takes us on a tour of the monuments. Oh, that's great. Uh, Because he was a historian. And so he said, I'm going to tell you all about the monument, about the person like Lincoln, Jefferson. I'm going to tell you all about it. How did, how did it occur? It was, it was fantastic. So what a great opportunity. So, um, 
we go to the Lincoln Memorial um, and John Ashcroft uh, and Linda, my wife, uh, start singing. They go, we go up the steps and those two start singing Amazing Grace. Oh, I love uh, it. And so all of us, all of us join it. It was one of those moments of, oh, how special is this? You oh. know, and, and we're singing Amazing Grace. Uh, John Ashcroft, Linda are leading it. They're sitting there leading it. And, uh, uh, and so while we're doing it, the park police comes and says, you can't sing here. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and, of course, Linda says, that's, that's <laughs> absurd. We're, we're, I'm going to keep singing. And the guy says, lady, you got to stop singing or we're going to arrest you. Well, they don't know they're standing next to John Ashcroft. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and he says, what you're saying is not correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not correct. We have the freedom to do this. Uh, we're standing on public ground and we can sing if we want to. No, you can't. And we're going to arrest you. Um, and he says, you know who you're talking to? No. I'm John Ashcroft, the former Attorney General of the United States of America, and, and what you're doing is wrong. And the guy says, I don't care. We're going to arrest you. Um, oh, interesting. And so uh, Linda says, well, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Linda. You know, because, hey, I'm with this guy. Go ahead. You know, if you're going to arrest us, arrest us, but we're not, you know, we're not going to stop singing. And the guy says, look, ma'am, um, I really don't want to cause you any trouble, but you really need to stop singing. Mm-hmm. And um and of course john and linda's ready to go like okay great let's if we're going to go to jail let's go to jail for something worthy and hey by the way i'm with this guy so how bad can it get um and john says hey linda it's okay let's not sing let's 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 go you know i'll i'll deal Mm -hmm. with this i'll deal with this separately uh but uh, we've we've made our statement what they're doing is wrong right uh, and we'll 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 figure this out later but we don't need to go this far. You know, you can relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, honey. Hey, 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 Lucy Ricardo. Let's not go to jail today. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Ricardo, you know, you can, you can relax, you know. So um, I told Linda, I said, well, I would have come visit you in jail. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, uh, so that happened with John Ashcraft. So we, you know, mm-hmm. we're in this uh, Senate um, and uh, we asked him, I said, you know, what's happened uh, to the government that has become so divisive? Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, you guys don't have respect and honor much anymore. And it seems like everybody votes party line now. Right. Uh, I, don't, I never see any independence anymore. You know, and he said, well, he said two things happened. Uh, and he said, this is really interesting. Because we talked about, you know, Tip O'Neill and Reagan and uh, that they were, yeah, they were opposing a lot, but they were friendly to each other and they would sit right. down and work things out. Um he said two things happened. He said it used to be that all the congressmen, senators, and cows all lived in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Um, and he said, um, so all of our kids are going to the same schools. Hmm. So, yeah, we, 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 you know, we have debates politically and all that. But tonight or this weekend— we're going to be with these guys in right. a complete, on the baseball field, on the baseball field, the, completely different environment. You know, we'll be in PTA meetings, you know, we'll be, mm-hmm. um, and there was this social connectivity, uh, and right. we, and we knew each other and we talked to each other and we would be together outside of this political stuff. So saw people behind the policy. So ex- that's, that's exactly, uh, what you just said is that was it. We saw the people behind the policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this, therefore, there was this mutual respect. Um, just because we, you know, we know who these guys are. And yeah, you're, you're friendly, per, you know, real guys. Right. And, uh, and women and, and et cetera. And, and you'd be with the wives and all this stuff. Uh, he said, well, what happened is that uh, everybody, for some reason, they, they limited, uh, and that's still true today, they limit the days actually in Congress. Mm-hmm. And what they did is say, well, why don't you all, all live at home? And they fly without their spouses, without their kids. They go and meet in chamber, but they don't see each other anymore. Mm. They only see them in politics. Uh, 
so he said, we lost that personal, what you just said, I lost the person right. behind the policy. He said, so we lost that. He said, secondly, he said, and this, he said, this is interesting, uh, is he said, uh, C-SPAN uh, hmm. started, started recording. Now, uh, he says, and, and he said, go hmm. ahead and just watch it a little bit. Do you see any of us there? No. Do you see any, any, anybody in the gallery? No. You got one or two guys that are going to show up and they're going to make speeches. And he says, uh, what they did is I got to get on TV. I got to get uh, on the news. So they started making absurd statements for the purpose of getting on the news because it wasn't about talking and debating because they weren't there anymore. They actually right. never, they never talked to each other. It was just showing up for the camera. Uh, and he said, so they'd start making these statements, which would then make the news. Then everybody would get upset about it, and they'd, but they'd fight back through the news, not in the chamber. Uh, hmm. So it became, it became a show. Right. Uh, and not about honest processing. Um, and then he said what happened is that the power shifted up into the leadership of the parties. Okay. So that um, now, uh, and, and, the, and the, there's, two, there's two big pieces of power that they have. It's called committee assignments. Right. Which, which ones do you serve on or don't serve on? Um, and, you know, as you get higher up into various committees and various things, you know, you get honored for that. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to, you know, the leadership is going to determine uh, whether you get on it at all uh, and serve it. And then secondly is we are going to support your fundraising to get reelected or we're not. Mm. We're going to pull the we're, right. going to, we're going to pull the funding from you because you're not doing what we want. He said. So what happened is that? Mm. Uh, and he said, think about how how insidious this is. We we used to talk to each other. Right. He says we never talk to each other. All we talk to is leadership, and leadership says you vote this way. Right. And even if you disagree, and if you want to keep power and stay funded. You vote this way. You vote this way, uh, and if you don't, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna make sure it's really hard on you, and basically make sure you don't stay here. So it became a self perpetuating thing, which is why, uh, and you can you can everybody can watch this. Uh, just look at votes that go mm -hmm. on. It's by a party line. Everything seems to be party line, now. and it's yeah. rare that a person steps out of that and says, "Well, I know my party wants me to do this, but I'm I'm going to vote the other way because I really like that." Uh, there's no more independence. So what's happened mm. is that we've lost that respect. Uh, so as we now look at politics uh, and where we stand with it uh, and why the chaos right. uh, is that there's a division and it's, it's lost the honor of let's process it through. Mm -hmm. It's I don't care what you think. Um, I'm going to... Uh, vote my party line because I'm supposed to, and I'm not even going to talk to you about it. Well, what does that create? Disorder mm -hmm. um, and, and unpredictability. Uh, and by the way, who's in power and who's not? And what can they do? What can't they do? And uh, yeah, it becomes uh, uh, really, you know, really strange and, and funny because we've, in essence, lost the essence of a pure democracy, which mm -hmm. is, is my representative, is supposed to represent, <laughs> represent me, and go and, and, and let me weigh in on it. And then mm -hmm. we as a group say, you know, this is how we'd like you to vote. Um, well, that doesn't happen much anymore. Uh, so, right. the, so the politics have taken over uh, of uh, how things go so that um, as it's played out, um, and by the way, without, uh, and no, no party, uh, and this has been a long time, uh, cares about the money. Uh, so all they do is, uh, in what I call it, is they're, they, they, as far as they're concerned, they're playing with monopoly money. Mm, um, right. And that is, okay, we're going we're gonna to introduce this new program, uh, and it's going to cost, like we did with COVID, $6 trillion. Mm. Okay, well, because of the government's situation, 
we don't have six trillion dollars, right? Uh, to to pay. So what do they do? Ah, eh, we just borrow it, um, and we just add to the federal debt because so what? Which no household would soundly run yeah. like this, <laughs> well, by you, the way. <laughs> well, you couldn't because you, you would be bankrupt. There's no and, way. And see, we're, we as a country, and by the way, it's not the United States. Uh, it's worldwide. It's a worldwide, yes. Uh, Europe's worldwide in that situation. Yes. Uh, they're, they're completely uh, in, a, in a bankrupt situation, and so is uh, America, and so is uh, actually China. Uh, is in is in real trouble because they've been borrowing, 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 borrowing to support what they're doing, um, and they don't have the money to pay it back. Right. Uh, so they're in trouble. Uh, so the government uh, is is now uh, disorder, mm-hmm. uh, spending money uh, that they don't really have, but nobody nobody checks it. Uh, right. And, and so. Um, we add more and more debt, which is back to the comment that we've made about inflation, is, well, the Fed should raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. But they can't. Because if they did, right. the crushing of the debt payments would mean I can't spend all this other money in government, which nobody wants to do. Right. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's happening. And we just, uh, just recently, uh, this was called the infrastructure bill mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for America, uh, is... Uh, both uh, Biden and, and Democrats and Republicans got together and they say, okay, let's, let's see if we can come up with a number. And they came up with a number that's uh, about $1.2 trillion added uh, to, the, to the spending that we don't have. Uh, they say they're going to come up with a way to fund it, which, by the way, the only way they can fund it is raise taxes. <laughs> so, right. so if they raise taxes, well, that means less money for us to spend uh, if, if, in fact, they do that or just keep adding the debt. Um, so. Mm-hmm as we say, we're trying to find truth in a world of chaos, uh, is that the predictability of the way things used to be is no, no longer so. Mm. Um, and the events of the world and how, how economics work and uh, the policies, uh, which by the way, uh, in my, my perspective is, uh, we as believers are to live in the kingdom of God. Right. And so to be wrapped up and upset and frustrated about the politics uh, or the government that we're living in is really uh, something that we get overboard on because mm-hmm. we're, th- we're saying that, well, I hope the government takes care of it. And my, my, my experience is mm-hmm. they're not gonna. Uh, right. And they're certainly not gonna uh, be able to provide uh, the life that God has, has asked me to live. Uh, but I do mm-hmm. know who can. And that's God, because he said, in this world of chaos, which, by the way, is getting more and more chaotic, um, I can lead you and guide you in my will for you so that you can still experience the abundant life. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the, we've talked about this before, but the, uh, we have lots of examples in Scripture, but one that particularly stands out is Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, right. and Abednego. As they got captured, mm-hmm. transferred to Babylonia, uh, no worship, no temple, couldn't do the things they did. weren't weren't They couldn't even learn, you know, Hebrew anymore. Uh, although they taught it to their kids, um, but they had to learn the ways of the Babylonia. Right. Um, and Daniel and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, God said, "I can still in in a foreign place where it's not like you're used to. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's chaotic for you." I can bring order. I can bring my will and deliver you to you the covenant life here. Right. If you'd be willing to follow me. And by the way, um, there were these moments. Uh, and again, we tend to minimize these because we think everything happened to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in about two months. <laughs> right. Because uh, well, it's one book in the Bible. It's right? one book and, the, and it's the first six chapters, you know. Um, yeah. Because remember, the last part of it is, is Daniel's uh, uh, visions about the end. Right, right. Uh, so uh, that's what we talk about on Fridays. Uh, so um, the truth is it lasted 60, 70 years. Mm. And he had a very grand life except a few points where he was asked by this uh, difficult place to violate his faith. Mm-hmm. If you if you worship the statue, if you uh, if you can't interpret this dream, well, we're going to kill you. Right. If, if you don't eat properly, we're going to you know get, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. Um, and see Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
they lived a very grand life uh, with a few moments where they were asked to stand up for their faith. Right. Uh, no, I'm not willing to compromise for the sake of living a grand life because um, that means I'm compromising what God has told me is true. I can't do that. I'm right. willing. I'm willing to take the consequence if that's what if that's what it is, knowing that God will lead me and guide me. And of course, God mm-hmm. preserved them all, you know, through it all. So, um, what we're trying to help everybody with is that is the world getting more uncertain? Is it getting more unpredictable? Is it getting more chaotic? Is it getting more oppressive? Mm-hmm. Uh, are things changing really fast? That can I? How can I keep up with it? And what's going to happen to me? Right. And what we say is, well, we know what's going to happen to you. God will give you the covenant life. Right. And by the way, what does that require? Walking in Staying his will. with him, yes. Yeah. Uh, seeking his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, and so uh, if that's true, which we've experienced as true, uh, and see our focus then shifts so that, you know, do I, do I read about this stuff? Do I uh, hear about this stuff? Yeah, I do. Uh, does it bother me? Not at all. Because right. uh, it, first of all, it doesn't surprise me per se, because God said you live in a wicked world. Why you would, are going to see trouble. You yes. are going to see trouble. Why would this surprise you? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, is it getting worse? Yep. Uh, does that matter to God? No. Uh, why don't you listen and follow him Mm-hmm. And don't let all this bother you so much and don't get upset about it so much and don't get fearful about it so much. Understand it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not a matter of ignorance and, and saying it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Well, it, yeah, I got to give you wisdom. I got to give you insight so that, for example, uh, if what we're saying is, is truly going to happen, inflation is going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. It has a bearing on my economic decisions. Right. Um, it is going to impact me. I'm part of that uh, place. Okay. Uh, instead of saying, oh my, it's going to be terrible, I say, interesting, huh? This is going to change. Father, would you lead me in your what do you will? Have to say? What do you got to say about <laughs> this that you can lead me into the covenant mm-hmm. life because you know the answers? Right. Uh, and that's why we seek his will. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, and interestingly, just one of the things I'm struck with, even as you share the story of the history of politics and how things have changed, is in this time, you know, we can go to that panic or we can turn it and just trust God and ask him, okay, what do you have to say, knowing he can walk us into that. The other place that we see a lot of people going right now is to sowing discord. Ah, and, and I think about Proverbs 6 and, and how he talks about, you know, there are six things that I hate, seven that are an abomination. And he speaks of sowing discord as an abomination. And I think um, a lot of believers, we really need to keep our eye on the ball and, and recognize our role is not to sow discord. Um, in fact, we're playing into the enemy's hands when we do. Our role is to go to God. What do you have to say in response to this? And how do you want me? What do you want me to receive? How do you want me to interact? How do you want me to prepare? What do you want me to speak so that we reflect him in the midst of this rather than ourselves and certainly rather than playing into the enemy's hands by sowing discord? Yeah. And when you say that, um, what, what do you uh, see there? Why, why do you see it uh, where we're actually as believers? We actually are sowing, sowing discord with each other. What, what, are you, what are you observing there? Um, we see it you know, on all different levels even. Um, but I think you know, within the church, you're seeing you know, believers attacking believers, even down to you know, something as silly as if you're wearing a mask or if you're not wearing a mask. Or, <laughs> I mean, we, we see it in all kinds of different things. And I'm watching our little town, who's this uh, a precious town. We love, we love the town we live in. And over the last year, and it's interesting because it even pictures, you know, what it, it's a model of what you just said, how the um, congressmen and senators, they, they would all live together and were in each other's lives. And interestingly enough, you take a year of COVID and our town was so separated from each other. In the midst of that separation, we have seen some of the ugliest, most divisive things come up where suddenly people aren't our neighbors anymore. There's somebody who stand on the other side of a policy that we 
don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it is masks, whether it is vaccines, whether it is the schools opening or closing, you know, we've had a lot of local drama this year, but it is seeds of, you know, discord. And honestly, some of the ugliest discord I am seeing come from the strongest believers who have gotten their eyes shifted off of what's really important right. in the midst of this. That's right. Um, and so uh, why would that occur? See, it's because um, uh, as a human, uh, and again, the sinful nature, we've drifted to this is what I want to do to create my order. Uh, yeah. I believe I believe my order is if everybody could live this way, mm-hmm. then we'd all be in order. Um, right. and, and what's happened is that uh, not only do I, I, I bought into it, which is fine. Um, this is what I would prefer. But now um, I'm trying to get everybody to do what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, uh, I come against them. Right. Uh, and I'm arguing, debating discord over policy, over mm-hmm. uh, human things. Uh, and it's in the church uh, and I've gotten lots of stories from people that have said that uh, there's division, big division in the church. There's there's people that used to be really good friends mm-hmm. that now can't even stand being in the same room with each other, right? Uh, because you don't agree with me, um, and this this discord is growing now. Uh, again, one thing of that that I understand about it is that uh, we're not dealing with flesh and blood. Right. See, we're dealing yeah, absolutely. We're right. dealing with principalities and powers whose whose method is sowing discord, right? Uh, kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, and so that that's why, you know, as I look at, at politics, for example, um, I don't say, well, this party is better than that party. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Well, because they're both being driven by the enemy. Um, and they're mm-hmm. both contributing to the discord and the separation right. and the lack of respect. And, uh, and by the way, I don't expect government to be the solution because we're living in a wicked world run by self-centered right. people who are, who are going to try to oppress us. So um, I say, well, my kingdom is, is God the Father living in, mm-hmm. and he's the king. And in the middle of this world run by the enemy, um, my focus isn't going to be on who's right and who's wrong. Right. I'm going to go to God and just say, yeah, well, and what kind set of... set your mind and your heart on things above, yeah, not on uh, earthly things. What, what, what is it in the middle of this? And it, sh- it has shifted. I've seen this shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, am I happy about it? No. Um, would I rather see it differently? Yes. But I realize that, well, wait a second. Uh, again, God keeps reminding you, why does that surprise you? Right. And again, if I could take you back in history and take you to a time where you think, well, the world's, world's really a good place, let me take you back there. Mm-hmm. And you, let's, you live there for a, a couple weeks. And you would say, how awful is this? Right. Um, this is evil. This is wicked. He said, that's the way the world operates mm-hmm. because it's under the control of the enemy. Uh, now, because of the kingdom of God, God says, my kingdom is superior to that kingdom. Uh, why? I can change things. I can make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I can give you freedom. I can give you peace. I can take you, Daniel, in a foreign place and, and give you honor and respect. And by the way, you need to stand up. When I tell you to stand up for truth, stand up for truth. Right. Uh, and and so it's a shift. And this is why this this uh, uh, what we're trying to teach is so critical mm-hmm. uh, is that God has a will uh, and it's not a matter of I hope I do it right I hope I do it right I hope I do it right if I don't do it right he's probably gonna be unhappy with me it's the opposite of that uh, God says my will is to give you the covenant life mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you the superabundant life and in the middle of this chaos um, I'll bring you peace joy and order Mm. based upon my leading and I want right. to get I want to give it to you. See, it's not a matter of you better do what I ask or else. That's mm-hmm. not how he how he he is. He's like I I'm 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 standing here <laughs> wanting to deliver this fantastic will to you. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it unless you come with me. Um mm. I can't let you be God. And secondly is right. it happens in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that means I got to be the king. And you got to surrender to the king 
And if you do, it's going to be grand and fantastic. I invite you to come. Why don't you come? If you choose not to, I can't deliver it. Right. It says it grieves me, but I can't deliver it. Um, so if I was you, I'd come along. Okay, now if you think about that, uh, if that's all true, which mm-hmm. I, which I uh, again, can guarantee you it's true. Well, there's something about that that has to be so, and it's this. Mm-hmm. If I'm supposed to follow his will, which he said I want to deliver to you, and in the wicked world you can have this grand life, um, what must he do? Tell us what that will well, is. Well, he, he's got to tell us. <laughs> he's got to be speaking. He's got to <laughs> communicate it so that I can follow it mm-hmm. uh, and go. And, and again, I uh, remember it's what he wants to do and what he's going to fulfill and deliver. Uh, and it's what I say. He's going to get us at the right time with the right people at the right place that he right. fulfills his work. Uh, right. And yes, I got to follow. But it's not it's not about I'd better do it or else. It's I invite you to go with me to be in the right place um, where I can deliver my will, which is what I want to do. Well, if that's true, he's got to tell me that Mm -hmm. he's got to speak it. So let's look at a couple of verses about this uh, that, again, are pretty straightforward, pretty simple. um, And uh, they're really beautiful um, as we look at them. So go, first of all, to Psalm uh, 23, Mm -hmm. uh, verse 1. Uh, we know this psalm, uh, but I just want to highlight uh, one statement that he makes in it. Psalm 23, 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yeah, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, it's now extremely powerful uh, statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord, God, is a shepherd. Okay, uh, so what does a shepherd do? A shepherd takes care of his sheep. Yeah. (laughs) That's their job is to take Uh care of the sheep. Now, again, go to the simplicity of that. Do the the sheep take care of themselves? No, they do not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In fact, they're pretty incapable of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... uh, they're called uh, a lot of times you know, people that are shepherds say, yeah, the sheep are pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, they, you know, they don't, they, they have to be led. And uh, so um, if the sheep took care of themselves, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't need a shepherd. Correct. Uh, but he says, um, I am going to be the shepherd because you need to be taken care of, uh, which means uh, I'm going to, do all the things that a shepherd does to take care of his sheep. Why? Because he cares about his sheep. Um, and uh, if he's the shepherd, then we are who? We're the sheep. Well, then we're the sheep. Uh, and we got to approach it from that, from that angle. Is it okay? He's a shepherd on the sheep. Um, and then he says this, the Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd, yes. See, it's not, it's not just the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we tend to get uh, off on God's will is, well, God is God. He's the God. He's the mm-hmm. shepherd. Um, and I don't know where I fit in that. Does mm-hmm. he really care? Am I good enough? Uh, doesn't Hasn't he rejected me? I know he's not happy with me. Um, and no, uh, David said, I know something. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. Um, it's personal. Uh, It's interesting as you share that um, I'm reminded because in that passage for, for a long time, I have really focused on the, the, my, the Lord is my shepherd and just the sweetness and the personal side of the fact that, that he knows me, he knows everything I need. He is for me. He is caring for me. He's providing, he's leading, he's guiding, he's got a plan, all of these things. He's my shepherd. And um, recently God brought the point to me of, it's not just the Lord is my shepherd, but the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> and do we recognize the power of that? Because I don't know who your shepherd is, but my shepherd, he's the one who created the universe. Yeah. <laughs> my shepherd, he's the one who can say a word and it comes into being. That's the Lord that's my shepherd. So not only is he personal, but he is absolutely completely competent and powerful and trustworthy. And he is the Lord. And I don't know who yours is, but I'm glad he's mine. 
Yeah, think about um, what does that mean uh, that it's not just any shepherd, it's not a human shepherd, it's not a good leader, it's not the, right. gov it's not the government, uh, it's not even a church pastor, uh, it's God, uh, the Lord. Yeah. Okay, now why is that so significant? It's hugely significant because he is so much more capable than anything that we can fathom or even begin to get our head around. He is, he is, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this is what we're trying to uh, help everybody understand about God's will uh, is that, see, it's not, it's not a human shepherd guiding the sheep on a natural path. Right. Well, just do these things and uh, we'll try to, we'll try to keep you uh, safe. Uh, and healthy it's no the lord who is who knows all who, who is sees all. who is superior yeah. is not only am i going to lead you but i'm going to make things happen yes i can change circumstances i can create food i can create things with that, one spoken word <laughs> and, and it happens because i'm superior with the power that i have because i created it all and it all mm -hmm. was created out of me speaking it Yes. Uh, so, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, so we said, okay, um, I'm the sheep, he's the shepherd, uh, and he's my shepherd. Okay, let's go to John 10, uh, 3 to 5, and then verse 27, and he, he makes a statement of our relationship to the shepherd. Yeah. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Yeah, and then and read, then verse, read 27. verse 27. Yep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Yeah. Um, so uh, it couldn't be any straight, more straightforward. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he said, okay, uh, I'm the shepherd. You're the sheep. Mm -hmm. He said, if you're my sheep, you will hear what? My voice. My voice. You'll hear my voice. Mm -hmm. um, and, and see, he doesn't say you'll study what I wrote. Right. Uh, you'll, you'll try to perform based upon scripture of what I'm going to tell you. And sheep, I'm going to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Good luck. I hope you do it really, really well. Right. Uh, and uh, and by the way, you better do it really, really well. Uh, and if you don't, I'm going to be real unhappy with you. See the it everything flips. And this is this is why that God's will is so beautiful. Is we take it. Most believers is what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Thinking that the burden is on us. Uh, that God is, that's his neck God would telling us, says, you better do this, you better do these things um, and try to live it out as best you can. And he says, actually, it's the opposite, is um, I'm the one that's responsible for you walking down the path. Um, and the key is I've given you the ability to hear mm -hmm. what I say. I will speak to you. I will what guide you. What privilege yeah. that is, right? How amazing is that? Yeah. Uh, now, interesting enough, this is cool. Um, what did he provide in us to be able to do that? The Holy Spirit. Ah, he says, um, I've put myself inside of you mm -hmm. so that you can hear my voice. Right. Uh, it's not, it's not, see, it's not, and this is where we get, we get struggling with it. As a human, how could I hear God's voice? Who's spiritual? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I, I, the way I function, you and I are talking, I can hear you. Right. Because um, I have physical traits that respond to your physical speech. Right. And in fact, that's probably one of the biggest questions I get from people is, so you say you hear God, you heard God say, was it an audible voice? Right. It, and then so, it, you know, we tend to put it into a package of something we fully understand from right. our physical limitations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I'm going to hear anybody's voice, uh, it must be then, isn't that, is it physical? Is it audible? Right. Um, and he said, no, it, it, it occurs 
through the spiritual process, which mm-hmm. is what we're going to get into. Yeah. Uh, but I placed myself in you to be able to do that. Uh, so that I'm connecting with you at the spiritual level and the Holy Spirit's job, which we learned through the abiding, is to guide me into all truth. Right. Tell me of things to come. Talk to me. uh, Speak to me. And he says, um, it's not not about um, intellectual study. It's it's listening because you will hear, uh, and the word there is what I say to you. See what I speak to you. Mm. Uh, which means he's talking. So if if right. if he's if he says you're going to hear my voice, by definition, what is he doing? He's talking. He's speaking. Yeah. He's speaking. Okay. Now, uh, and we'll get into this uh, also uh, with some specific scripture. But Jesus told tells us that's how I functioned. Um, mm. I was operating as a human. But what I, what was I doing? I only did what. The Father, the Father said, spoke right. to me through the Holy Spirit. Um, and I knew and I understood every day what he was saying to me. Uh, and by the way, and we'll talk about this later, um, I, get, I get a lot of comments is, well, what do you do uh, during the dry periods when you don't hear anything? Mm. Uh, and I said, <laughs> I said, the problem is you, not him. Uh, right. Because he's always talking. He's always communicating. And I said, the evidence we have for that is Jesus. Jesus said, I did nothing any day of my entire existence uh, as my three years on earth. And by the right. way, he had learned it earlier than that, uh, that uh, the Father didn't speak to me what he wanted me to do. Uh, so he didn't say, I mean, I mean, again, you just think how funny this would be. Uh, Jesus mm-hmm. uh, with the Father, and the Father says, I'm not talking to you for a couple of weeks. Right. Uh, you know, good luck. I hope you figure it out. Um, and think of it this way. Uh, Dan comes home from work every day. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if Dan says, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you this week. Uh, I'm coming home, but I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you this week. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't ask so me well any questions. For him. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me any questions. Uh, I'm not talking to you this week. Mm. See, that would be so out of our thinking. Right. Would your husband ever say, well, no, I'm not going to no. talk to you. Um, no. You have a question. Hey, Dan, uh, this happened today. I'd like to talk about it. Okay, great. Let's talk about it. Um, right. Would he say, well, just to teach you a lesson, uh, I'm not going to talk to you this I'm going to be silent. Yeah, you know, no. no. And see, he says, my sheep hear my voice. When? Mm-hmm. All the time. Right. Uh, and so this is the beauty of abiding is that, well, then I've got to learn how, to, how that looks. And then he makes a statement. He said, by the way, um, uh, because I'm speaking to you personally, because I know your name. Um, mm-hmm. And remember, he says, my, I know my sheep's name and, and they know me. They experience yeah. me. They, they have a relationship with me. He says, you'll know the difference between me and a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, uh, and again, think about this. Why would we have to know the difference between his voice and a stranger? Because there's other voices. Right. Um, there's my own self-talk. Uh, there's stuff from the enemy. There's stuff through other people. And we talked about this who say, right. you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is and why there's we, even just culture and social media culture. and advertisements and you know there's so many other voices trying to speak in. Yeah, yeah, and and we've even talked about about the chaos and the division and lack of respect mm-hmm. and politics of it is. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of people who say, um, "You should believe this. You should mm-hmm. act this way. This is my uh, politic, and you'd better X." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. Well, I know the difference between mm-hmm. the Father's voice and that voice. So I'm not going to pay attention to that. Right. What I'm going to do is if somebody challenged me, would say, hey, there's something you ought to do or do differently, I would say, okay, hey, Father, what do you have to say about that? Right. You know, he can say, well, do you understand that you're part of the evil world and they're, they're trying to persuade you of their politic versus what my kingdom is all about. Why do you Mm -hmm. spend so much energy on that? Okay, now what's happening? I'm hearing God's voice. Right. Why? Well, because I want to. (laughs) Right. Um, 
and I understand things that I know the difference between his voice and the stranger. And again, and uh, you know that though from having spent time with him. Yeah. That's, that is, I mean, just like we know our kids' voice out of a crowd of screaming children, you know, you all, you know, those that you spend time with. And yes. so the more you spend time with him, the more you do recognize his voice. Right. And, and I think the more important you all is we turn other frequencies in our life down. We are more likely to hear the frequency of his as we turn his volume up. Yeah. You know? Particularly when he actually tells you, um, you know why does that why does that world the view uh, surprise you? No, mm -hmm. that's not from me. Right. Uh, let me show you something different. By the way, what? I want to lead you to peace. I'm going to lead you mm -hmm. to joy. I'm going to lead you to freedom. I want to give you perspective. Yeah, that person hurt you. Yeah, they're against you. Yeah, you're angry about that. Uh, let me walk you into the freedom of that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and not by the way, I'm going to change them, which is what we tend right. to pray. Well, God just changed them, and everything will be fine. He right. said, well, they have a self-will, and they're going to keep coming against you. They're going to keep hurting you. But let me, let me give you answers mm -hmm. to my will about that so that what? You can have joy, freedom, abundance uh, in the beautiful life. Even so, in the midst of all of it. In the midst right. of it all. Uh, because you start to understand as he speaks, why are you surprised about that? Why are you right. surprised about that? Why, are you take, why do you care so much? Why are you trying to set them straight? Um, mm -hmm. uh, let me give you a different perspective here. And you start right. to walk into the beauty of the truth mm -hmm. of, of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, right. the kingdom of God. Well, we're, we're out of time again. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep going on this, uh, talk a little bit more about the voice, but mm -hmm. no, because you, he says, I have a will, he's got to tell you. Mm -hmm. He's got to speak it to you, and you got to learn to listen to it. Um, and that's what we're going to and help in you his timing, yes, yeah, yeah. We'll go into all uh, of we'll, that. We're going to show you how that works, uh, so that. And again, um, just let me say this: it's not funky, it's not strange, it's not weird. Uh, it's a beautiful, just like Kathy and I are having a conversation. Kathy mm -hmm. with Dan, me with Linda. Uh, it's beautiful. It's you. You actually use the word. There's a sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody gets to experience that. And, right. and so that's what we want to share with you. So we're excited. Send in your questions. As we've said before, we're happy to uh, answer them. And uh, Kathy, we will pick this up again uh, tomorrow. Sounds great. And if you have enjoyed today and found it interesting and encouraging, please be a friend and tell a friend. Um, we are loving having so many people joining us and um, just hearing the stories of how God is transforming your lives and, and just um, speaking to each of you individually. And I love it. So yeah. thank you for joining us. Yeah. Amen. Well, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. All right. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.